Hello, and welcome back to the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast with your hosts, me, Penny Sansevieri, and Amy Cornell. Amy, welcome back. Thank you so much. Um, I'm really excited about this show in particular because this was a uh, listener suggestion. Anne-Marie, we want to thank you so much for this for suggesting this. And what's really interesting is that I taught, I've taught a ton of virtual conferences this year, which has been super fun. And this question came up in two out of the three classes that I was teaching. So it was very serendipitous that she sent that to us. Today, we are going to talk about, do you need a Facebook profile, Facebook page, or a Facebook group, or all three? And I know that people, that everybody's sort of heads are spinning at this point. Um, and most of us kind of have a love-hate relationship with social media just in general. And we're going to um, talk about other social media portals, obviously, in future shows. But that's, um, so we really wanted to kind of talk about, just isolate Facebook in particular. Um, and one other announcement that I want to make before we actually just kind of leap head first or feet first into the show is that we are going to start doing mini-sodes. Actually, mini-sodes was Amy's idea that I thought that was a really cool, thought that was a really cool name. And they're going to be five-minute shows that we drop every week on Friday so that you can sort of end your week or start your weekend, whatever, whatever the case may be with a little bit of marketing spice. So I like to refer to it as, um, um, you know, a little marketing bite just because I like to reference everything to food. Um, but just some ideas that you can implement or things that we've discovered or, you know, new trends in publishing. And so we're going to start delivering that, um, probably the next, if you're listening to this podcast on Thursday, when we drop the episode, you're going to get another episode, a short one on Friday. So Amy, um, talk us through, because just by full disclosure, Amy manages all of the company's social media, and I'm on the social media portals, but in terms of delivering content and managing them and et cetera, she does all of that and she does it extremely well. Tell me that, talk a listeners through the difference between fan pages, groups, and profiles. Or any, because the only difference really between fan page and a profile is obviously the look of the page, right? But also the fact that you can run ads on one and you can't run it on the other, right? Yeah. I mean, the pay, I mean, quite straightforward. The biggest difference is that, you know, profiles were designed for individuals, for, you know, quite literally social networking and doing kind of personal stuff online, checking in with friends, things like that. Pages are something that Facebook specifically designed for professionals, businesses, groups, organizations, things like that, because the structure of it is really set up to communicate information that's typically important to a consumer. You know, you can also get reviews on Facebook for your group, organization, business, things like that. Um, all the necessary contact information, just a lot that is not included with a personal profile. And you're right, Penny, the, the analytics and ads and things like that have to be run through a page as well. So those are the biggest differences. And then Facebook groups can actually be started by anyone. Um, and it's a great option if, you know, they're for like-minded individuals with a shared goal or interest. Um, there are also limits on how many people you can network with, depending on what you have. Profiles, you know, you're capped out at 5,000 
friends, but pages and groups, you can definitely have way more than that. So that's also a consideration. You know, how much do you plan on putting into this? How big do you realistically think you can grow your follower base? You know, things like that that are really important. So the group aspect is also just, um, we'll talk about this in a little bit farther into the show as well. There's just different things you can do with a group that are really fun that are not so easy to execute on a profile or page either. So. Okay. Yeah. Cause by full disclosure, we have both. So I have my profile and then we also have our fan page. Um, the off the author marketing experts fan page. I use my profile, not for per, anybody who follows me. You probably know this. I don't use my profile for personal stuff. I mean, I'm very selective about the personal stuff, but I use it, um, which I know we'll get, get to also later in the show. Um, I use it in a very distinct way because we had a situation and this was one of these things where the battle of getting attention on Facebook is very, very real. Um, and five or so plus years ago before Amy was managing our fan page, um, we had a social media company that was actually buying followers, which seems like in theory, it seems super exciting. And five, six years ago, everybody was buying followers. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of people were looking at these big significant numbers. So you would have a hundred or 200,000 people following you on Twitter or Facebook or something like, Whoa, you have a lot of people following you. But the problem is, is that these followers are not, they're not, um, they're not really, they're not really appropriate to like, they're, they're not screened obviously. I mean, you basically, what you're doing is you were spending money. I mean, it was these companies that were, I guess, doing these, you know, and some of these were fake bots and weird things like that. Um, 99% of the followers that they bought weren't even authors and they weren't interested in books. Um, and some of them weren't even English speaking, which, you know, really makes our, made our updates kind of useless. And because of that, um, we had a lot of noise on that page and noise in terms of, we had a lot of followers, but we had very little engagement and we tried, I mean, Amy, you remember this, right? We tried everything on that page to get people to respond. Oh, it was really, yeah, it was very sad and it was super frustrating. It's almost, you know, it's very similar penny to letting your newsletter list go out of control without checking how many people are actually opening it, things like that, because it's very easy to get discouraged about your marketing efforts when you have a lot of disengaged followers that are not actually there for what you have to offer, because Mm -hmm. it really skews your ability to figure out if what you're doing is really working. Because we may have actually tried quite a few things that would have been interesting to you know, the smaller percentage of people that were actual authors or interested in publishing and book marketing and things like that. But reaching those people is just so hard when you have tens of thousands of useless followers that just really are not at all interested in what you're doing. Yeah. Those numbers just get so skewed and pretty much everything you do looks like a big failure. (laughs) I know. I know. We felt like such losers. And, and actually we ended up killing that. So Amy said to me, she came to me one day, she said, listen, Penny, we just have to kill the page and start over. And man, that was hard. (laughs) I remember we were like, do you remember that? It was, I was just like, like, I thought about it. She's like, okay, give it the weekend. Think about it. And I was literally I like, <laughs> I thought we'd find Penny under her desk on Monday morning. Just like, <laughs> I, know. 
<laughs> I know. And Amy and I, we have like this hard and fast rule. Like if we text each other after hours on the weekends, it's like no business, just, you know, other stuff. And I was literally texting her on like, uh, on the weekends, I'm like, I'm still agonizing about the Facebook page. I don't know if we can kill it, but we did. And it was one of the best things that we, so we started off with a brand new clean page. So sometimes, you know, it's hard to work. And part of the reason why we did that was because we tried to go in and block people, not necessarily block them, but like have them unsubscribe. And it's, it's, it's far too tedious. It it was extremely tedious. But what we found was that on my personal page, so this isn't really a hard and fast answer to anybody who's listening necessarily. I think it depends on your market. Like if you have a business, like we have a business, right? Then having the, the fan page is good. But I also, I'm also an author and that creates this personal connection to readers. So as it turns out, my personal page, my profile is so much more, people are so much more engaged than our fan page because at the end of the day, readers like that personal connection, right? Um, So it's about the conversation. And my default always tends to be more engaged with my personal fan page so whatever you just like, if you're listening to this and you think, yeah, I mean, with my personal profile rather than our fan page, you know, the key really is with anything that you do on Facebook, because you don't have to be everywhere, just everywhere that matters. And I think when you make the decision, you have to really, um, you have to cr- craft that personal connection and you're far better off having fewer people liking your page because it's not a numbers game. It used to be a numbers game, but now it's really about engagement. I mean, Amy, would you agree? Yeah, it's definitely quality over quantity, you know, and Penny, you have such a unique situation because you've been using Facebook for well over a decade. Your profile, I should say, since we're getting, digging into what people need, you know, your profile has some serious history to it. Yeah. And so it just makes sense that people, you know, people have figured out that they can go to your profile and they get a little bit of everything. You know, they get the humor stuff, they get the exciting book announcements, things like that. And I think that's what they've really gravitated towards because it's very genuine and very real. And I think that's why your profile is, is so much more dynamic than anything we could ever do with the business page, keeping it strictly business. You know, because if somebody wants to go to the business page, it's because they want to find out information on, you know, what we're working on, any updates we've made, blog posts we've done recently, things like that. Um, But that's, you know, that's such a narrower market than everything that you share on your profile with your network, you know? Yeah. And so I think that's something that people need to keep in mind too, is that it's more about what you're doing. So, you know, people could certainly replicate what you've achieved with your profile on a page. They just have to keep that in mind that you have to keep that, um, that element of being authentic and genuine, you know, and, and not so cold. Don't keep it so business-like. If that's your one account that you're going to be focused on mostly, you have to find that delicate balance. Well, that's very true. You have to really be, I mean, that's the thing that the thing that people really respond to is that back and forth. So a lot of times authors will get onto Facebook and they'll post a ditch, right? So they'll post something and then they'll, they won't check back with it. Um, and I'm a big fan of posting questions. So even stuff that, that I know that folks who follow me already know, um, but I, I like to post questions and, you know, making the question sort of simple, 
because like the other day, I think I posted something that said, you know, what's the one movie that you could watch over and over again, right? Um, And I've asked the question, you know, what would you, if you were stranded on a deserted island, what two books would you take with you? So you make it easy, but it also, you know, it's interesting because it also allows you to get to know your followers more. And then I will go in there and I will post, I won't post comments on every single, because the other day, I think on the stranded on a deserted island post, I got 127 comments on that. (laughs) I know it's crazy, right? So I'm not going to go into each of them, but I do make sure to like them or put a laugh emoji or whatever. Sure. Just because no matter what you decide to do, it is, you will be shocked at how fast you will start to grow your social media presence when you are responding back to people, when they know that they have been heard um, and it'll also boost your engagement. And one of the interesting things that I noticed too, is that particularly on my Facebook profile, and this is probably the truth for the page as well. And, and for groups, although I'm not as engaged with our page as I probably should be, is that if I post something that gets very little engagement I noticed that the engagement drops. So if I post something that's sort of out of character for me on my profile, the engagement on that page drops and it can take sometimes like a week for it to pick back up again. So the posts matter so much more than we think, which is why I don't use my Facebook personal profile for personal stuff. Like I'll post dog stuff. I won't post anything that I wouldn't want my grandmother to, to, to see, or, you know, wind up on, you know, for in front of people that I don't even know. Cause it's also sort of a personal thing. Right. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, your content always needs to be about engagement. It doesn't, you know, it does matter it, what we talked about at the top of the show. There are certain parameters that fit each of the options, you know, so you do want to keep those in mind. But really, it's about the content. So I wouldn't necessarily stress so much about, you know, I think, honestly, if we're going to pick one, I would say a page is probably the most common just because it gives you the most options, you know, so if you're going to be if you're going to dedicate yourself to Facebook, um, and that being your social media for your brand, at least the page will give you more options as you grow your following. Um, so I would say that that's, that's probably a good option for most authors, but just keeping in mind that you want to keep that personal kind of profile-esque, uh, feel to it, even though it's, you know, an official Facebook page, you know, you really want to find that, that blend. Yeah. And the other piece too is, is that, and we've experimented like with Facebook ads and things like that. And I know the show isn't necessarily about Facebook ads, but it's kind of worth mentioning. The appeal of pages is often because you can run, you can boost a post or you can run a Facebook ads. Facebook ads, so the, the post boosting, and I was talking about this in class, class the other day, the boosting a post is really sort of the gateway drug for Facebook in terms of ads, right? And the reason that you would boost a post is hopefully to get more engagement. But whenever we've done it, it you know, it has, it doesn't always have that engagement. Like it doesn't always, the boosting, the post boosting doesn't always anchor to engagement. So my suggestion is, is start, lead with the engagement first. And if you don't really know, like if you're sitting there and think, okay, guys, now I know what I, you know, I know I need a page or I think I'm just going to stay with my profile, but I don't know what to post. Start following Facebook accounts that are similar to your genre, right? And, and get a sense of 
what folks are, you know, what folks are posting, um, just, you, you know, just to get, a, you know, get a better kind of handle on, um, on, on what you're doing. Yeah. How other successful authors are using their Facebook pages and things like that, because you, you I guarantee you'll know, even if you're not on these, these sites very often, you will know instantly when you get on a good Facebook page for an author. Yeah. You know, you, it 100% stands out. Um, and you know, I, I figure it's worth mentioning since, you know, the question that we got originally, Penny, that sparked all of this was included groups as well, which we, we actually don't hear people talking about groups as much as they used to. Um, but you know, groups, creating a group would actually be a really great way for somebody to utilize Facebook if they're not, if they're pretty self-aware about they're not going to be able to keep up with the content that they need to create to keep Facebook engaging and to keep that algorithm triggered. Because with a group, the really great benefit about having a group is that you can pre-plan, you know, what you're going to do on there. So specific online activities, events, fun promotions, things like that. You can actually set a date for those, you know, and do a Facebook live event. And, and that can be what really drives your use of Facebook are these kind of events that you pre-plan, that you have a countdown for, things like that, that, that your followers, your group members could really get excited about. And it kind of relieves you from having to stick to this, you know, pretty rigorous schedule of ensuring you get content in the form of a post up there all the time to keep up with your brand. So, you know, groups can be, if done well, and you're creative about planning really legit, interesting, fun, exciting things to promote through the, through the group would be a really creative way to utilize Facebook in a more, in a non-traditional sense, at least how people typically think of what they have to do to maintain their, their Facebook brand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, the other thing that you can use your Facebook group for is for your, your, I know we talked about using it for a fan base, but you could also use it for your super fans, right? So I taught a class last week on super fans and somebody said, Hey, could I do a private Facebook group for my super fans to communicate with them? And you can absolutely use that. So there's a lot of really fun things that you can do on Facebook. But I mean, I think that you have to first figure out where you're, what you're going to talk about. Cause that's one of the things that I'm really clear about on my personal profile, right? I will find memes. I will find fun discussion questions. And I do spend some time in these channels, like finding things that I know folks are going to be engaged with to kind of keep the engagement high. Because then the other day I went back to the, I went back to my profile and I said, Hey, um, I'm redoing the cover for how to sell books by the truckload. Here are eight designs. Which one do you like best? And I got 82 responses on that. So I can give them funny stuff and I can give them maybe motivational stuff or writer's quotes or whatever. And then I can ask for things, right? But because I've upped that engagement. So you might want to stay like, let's say you wrote a vampire book, right? You to stay within the theme of your book, you might put up a, put up a meme that says, okay, of the six movie vampires, which one is your favorite? Right? So it always, you, you always kind of stay with your, um, stay with your theme. And I know some authors who have written fiction who have particular theme days, right? Like they will have, um, you know, a special day, like a throwback 
Thursday or something, which I know a lot of people tend to do, they'll have shirtless Monday if they've written a you know romance novel or something. But it's a really good idea to find your different tracks so that you're not, so regardless of where you wind up, you're not all over the place because it'll absolutely show in your posts too. Right, exactly. You really, it, you should have a plan. Otherwise, don't throw yourself up on Facebook just to check that off your list. That is, I think one of the biggest mistakes we see a lot of authors do. They feel pressured to get on social media, but then they don't have a plan. They rarely use it. You know, you really don't want to highlight things that you're not super proud of. So if you are going to step into the Facebook realm, you know, we've given you some ideas for figuring out if a profile, a page or a group is more your speed and, and depending on how you want to present your brand. But but that's the biggest point is that if you get on there, if you commit to it, you really have to do it and try to enjoy yourself because those are definitely the accounts that are the most fun to follow. That certainly those are the ones that I like to follow. I can definitely tell that those individuals enjoy getting on social media and engaging with their followers and seeing the responses they get and things like that. So I think attitude is important too. You know, if it's yeah. just a good chore, be really careful because <laughs> it'll probably show in the content you're putting up there. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true, is you really have to love it. And you may not love it right away, but at some point, at some point, you'll feel it kind of start to kick in, right? Um, and the other thing that I want to mention, too, is that there is a lot of pressure to get on social media. And I know in future shows, we're going to talk about um, how to, and Amy, actually, giving, I want to give credit where credit is due. She came up with an idea of doing a show on how to figure out, figure, how to figure out which social site is right for you. We, and I did a quiz on this. We, Amy and I did a quiz on this, I should say, um, a number of years ago. And i definitely want to update that quiz because that was extremely popular, like figuring out where you should be in, in social media. And one of the other things that I, I, I want to end with this is that does social media sell books? You know, the short answer is no. <laughs> I know after at the end of the show, we're like, oh, well, great. Now it's not selling books. But what you're really going for with anything that you do is you're going for that exposure, which is why we talk a lot about the engagement. People buy from people that they like, right? Yes, we want to buy good books. Absolutely. But you typically won't buy a book like if you know, like this author is kind of, you know, difficult or mean to their followers or whatever. I'm betting that person isn't selling a lot of books right? So people like to buy books from people that they like and that they follow and that they feel engaged with and that they feel part of. And that's really the point of social media. I mean, Amy, would you agree? Oh yeah. 100%. Uh, it's being authentic, being unique. Um, you know, people have very little free time at the end of the day, you know, when it really comes down to it. So you have to be special. That's yeah. the goal. You know, you really do. You have to be special. Um, yeah. You know, like we've said in many different ways on this episode already, like you really have to focus on what makes you special and why it would be worth their time, you know? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that this was, I hope this was helpful. We love, we love your comments. We love your feedback. We love your show ideas and we love reviews. So don't forget to please review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. This is your hosts, Penny Sansevieri and Amy Cornell. And this was the Book Marketing Tips and Author Success Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.